What is up? Welcome to what is it? The second mini sode we're doing here on the main stand. We have we have the logistics all figured out. We apologize for not having video on the last full episode, but we promise we are gonna deliver a seamless video experience on the first ever stadium draft. How are you guys feeling? Uh, I am nervous. Gonna be a seamless video experience. Yep. <laughs> So basically we'll, we'll go over the rules real quick. We're drafting five categories today and we each need to have um, one stadium in each of these categories. The categories are as follows. One stadium that's over 100 years old. One that is new. Um, by new we mean built within the last five years. One non-European stadium. One worst stadium. And one stadium with the best atmosphere. You have to have one from each of those categories. Um, and yeah, we're going to go in a random order. So I have a randomizer here pulled up already. We'll just three people snake draft probably uh, is kind of stupid. So are you guys opposed to just doing the same order every round? No, nope. yeah, if we can just randomize like the initial order. Yeah. So I have a randomizer pulled up. I've already shuffled three times, and then we'll I'll do it this last time here. The order is Josh, Pat, and Mitch. Knew it. Knew it I was going last. <laughs> so I will go ahead and kick things off. Are we ready to go? Any questions? Yes, sir. Perfect. So this is tough because this isn't like – I know that I have the 1-1 one, one pick. I have the first pick, so I theoretically should have the best one. And I'm, I'm looking at some of the thinner stadiums here, or thinner stadium categories, I might say. I think the thinnest one is going to be the ones that are over 100 years old. So I'm taking Anfield off the board, um, number wow. one. I'm taking that under over 100 years. I think it probably could have been best atmosphere as well, but I think that category is a little bit deeper. Obviously, I've been to Anfield as a Liverpool fan. It holds a special place in my heart. I think every soccer fan should go there at some point uh, in their life. You know, here you'll never walk alone, see the cop. Everything there is to do in Liverpool and at Anfield you should do as a soccer fan. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking it off the board 1-1. Thoughts, hey, Josh, Mitch? it must be fucking nice <laughs> that you've been able to go to Anfield and yep. sing the songs and smell it. I'm giving the listeners the, the personal experience. you got to give fucking them the vibes. mad. Mad about it. Were you gonna were you gonna take Anfield under best atmosphere? I was thinking about it. I was it, thinking about it, but that's not that's not happening anymore. So it's not. Uh and I'm also going so for my pick, I'm next. Um I'm gonna jump in the atmosphere because I this stadium is on my bucket list for places I want to visit before I die. And that is the Cigna Iduna Park. That ah. um, the yellow wall is iconic in the world of football. Um, that stadium full of people, you can feel it like through the television, you know, just like sitting on the couch. The, the atmosphere that those fans create is second to none and the PFOs that put up are just insane the stadium is always rocking um and on my my football bucket list uh this stadium is uh well technically it's number two because I've never been to the Etihad 
but it is if I got the opportunity to go to it, uh, I would jump at it at no matter what I what other existing things were going on in my life. Uh, if I had the opportunity to go see a Dortmund game live with fans, um, I am there. Uh, uh, coincidentally, another stadium that does you'll never walk alone. Um, so with my pick, I don't know what I want to waste right now. I'll, 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 you know what? I'll also go with my, my best atmosphere and I have a story behind it. So we have a, we have a family friend who, um, who married somebody who lives right down the street uh, grew up down the street from this stadium and the stories I've heard the the sights, the sounds, the smells the pictures I've seen and her personal accounts of it I think my best atmosphere I would probably have to give to the Bernabeu because um, before I fell in love with soccer the first game I ever watched was an El Clasico that Real Madrid won. So I had already had that personal connection of, okay, I've seen Real Madrid. I understand it. Uh, they won. We have players like David Beckham. We have players like Cristiano Ronaldo. And I just feel like going to a Real Madrid game and growing up down the street and being able to hear those stories and experience those things your whole life, she, she sold me on that. Uh, for sure. So I'll knock them off with uh, with my best uh, atmosphere. That's a good one. I actually did not have that or uh, the other big Spanish stadium, no spoilers, on my big board. <laughs> that is a yeah, good one. no spoilers whatsoever. What other big Spanish, Spanish stadium could Josh be talking about, please? <laughs> the Wanda. He's, he's barred from entry. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so we're going to wrap around back to me in the second round. I'm going to go non-European, um, and I'm going to take arguably the best stadium in the world. I'm going to take the Maracana in Rio. That, that's a tough one to beat. I mean, World Cup finals there, just every single event you could ever imagine, uh, 100,000 people. I think their like biggest capacity was like 100 and something thousand. I'd have to look it up, but yeah, just a class stadium. And I think one that um, everyone kind of has a memory there, whether it's like the 2014 World Cup or um, something else. I mean, they had World Cups there back in the 70s as well. So just an iconic stadium and one that is kind of synonymous with Rio and Brazil. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Uh, absolutely incredible stadium. Uh, you, you just, I don't know, the, the Brazilian national team as a whole, has always just been like one of the more iconic national teams, like especially in our generation, and then I mean just every generation in general. Um, and in a stadium, you know, so closely attached to them, it's just you know insane. The history, yeah, insane. and Flamengo, Fluminense have that kind of sharing thing where they kind of both use it, and that's always uh, yeah. pretty cool environment. But yeah, um, my next stadium is also a shared stadium. Uh, I will be going for my 100-year-old stadium, and I'm taking the San Siro. That's a good one. Uh, the amount of history in that stadium uh, is absurd. Arguably the most iconic football picture of all time taken in that stadium. 
Um, the, the the intern, the AC Milan player, I don't remember the names off the top of my head, uh, standing in front of the flares uh, in that in that Milan derby. Um, just you know, the, the history in that building is unmatched, and two clubs there are so storied, and and just amount of of history that that just lives in uh, in that stadium is insane. Uh, and I, I think they, that is just like another, another stadium that if you're a football fan, like it, it should be on your bucket list. If you ever get to just like go to Europe, it should, it should be there to go see. Yeah. Those spirals on the sands here are just like, you see them and you automatically know, you know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with my second pick in the inaugural, Stadium draft. I think I'm going to go with my worst. I think I'm going to go with my worst. And we've talked about it before on the pod. And it's actually a place that I've been able to visit. It's Gillette Stadium. (laughs) I think that was one everyone had. It was everyone's 1-1 for worst. It has been the home to the New England Revolution since it was built. It is absolutely piss poor for football matches because it is so hard to feel like you're a part of something when you're sitting in a 65,000-seat arena that only caps out at, like, 30K, 20K. It feels empty. feels bare. And I really hope that with the success that the Revs have found the last few years, the excitement of some new players, um, I, I really hope that New England and the Kraft family can respect the club enough to give them a home of their own. So next time we do this, we can touch on the, the new New England Revolution home under new stadiums. They need to win the thing so Robert Kraft feels more incentivized to like do. Really try and break ground and get them a stadium uh, because it's just hell. It's not going to happen when Mr. Johnson from New York decides to stand on his head in penalties. So <laughs> Turf, too, which is an automatic yep. veto. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, with my next one, I'm going to stay in South America. So my last pick was the Maracana. I'm staying in South America. I'm going to take best atmosphere here. And I'm going to go La Bombonera, the home of Boca Juniors. Uh, The photos you get out of La Bombonera are just fucking unreal. The blue and yellow streamers hanging down from the top levels. That's one, like, you want to go to. But, like, you don't even know if you can go to it because it's so fucking crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, I would love to go see... Uh, the derby between Boca Juniors and River Plate as a complete neutral wearing <laughs> colors that cannot be associated with either club and sit directly in the middle so none of the ultras are anywhere near me. But I was going to go on like a T-Rex costume. Yeah, that one just that was an easy pick for me for best atmosphere. Now we've all picked a best atmosphere. I thought this was the deepest category. Just to give a couple other ones that I had on my board as like honorable mentions here, uh, the Stade Velodrome in Marseille would have been a good one. Um, yeah. Turk Telecom Arena, which is Galatasaray, 
Racho yeah. Midich Stadium, Red Star, and the Karoski or Karoskaki Stadium, Olympiacos, all would have been good shouts. Another another shout, Celtic Park. Celtic yeah, Park gets fucking crazy at games. I mean, I don't think there's a single person in that stadium that is not singing, not jumping up and down, doesn't know every word to every song that is being sung, and and. It just looks like a phenomenal place to go watch a football match. I believe, Pat, are you up next? I am. Um, and I will be hmm, – this is a tough one. I kind of want to get um, my – this is a tough one. So I have a couple for – I'm looking at worst – and I'm looking at non-European because I have a cool non-European one that I kind of want to talk about, but I also really, really want to do my worst because I want to bitch about this place too. Um, let's see. Um, I don't think anyone's going to take my worst. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, worst stadium is fucking Yankee Stadium. Fuck. That was my other one. <laughs> it was fucking crisscross. Well, the MLS is just a fucking shambles for good football pitches. You got, like, the dedicated fields and shit like that that are, like, generally very good for, like, a lot of these teams. Like, FC Cincinnati has a really cool stadium for a new club. Um, you've got the wherever Minnesota United play. Completely forgot the name. I'm really sorry, Josh. Um, and those, like, dedicated football grounds, great. They, like, they house the perfect amount of people, and they're made for soccer yankee stadium you have part of the field that just has like fake grass over the dirt of the infield of the baseball stadium yeah it's tough fucking terrible it, it the, the whole it just feels like a baseball field and it's not you don't feel connected to the game it, terrible terrible stadium just give teams dedicated places, uh, especially New York City FC. They're part of City Football Group. How the fuck don't they have their own stadium? Because I feel like there isn't a lot of place in New York to do that. It would end up being a New Jersey team at that point. That's fair. And the New York uh, Red Bulls. New York Red Bulls. <laughs> Mad- Madison Square Garden just put a turf pitch down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually, so in line with that, I was, I was gonna consider taking Fenway Park for my oldest <laughs> because they do host soccer games now, allegedly. Um, but Fenway Park equally up there, if not worse than Yankee Stadium because of the sight lines, because of the angle of the pitch that it needs to go on the field. It is the smallest size it can possibly be. Um, just like Yankee Stadium, we had that conversation going into the Rebs uh, New York City match. Um, but I will stay away from that. I'm going to go with my oldest stadium because also Fenway Park opened the same day or the same year that uh, Titanic sank. Um, but for my oldest, uh, I'm going to go with Stamford Bridge. That's a good one. Um, you know, having a Chelsea fan as a friend, it's it's a place that I want to go and experience with them. I want, I want to be able to see a, a club and a field and a stadium that's been standing since 
1877, um, growing up in New England and going to Fenway Park, having that relationship with an old oldie but a goodie, um, you know, I, I can understand that. So I would love to go see a, a game at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, it's a good shout. I think that's probably one of the other ones that, that's older than 100 years that really stands out. The other one, I think we've all given our oldest now. Uh, St. James Park in England would have been a good one, too. Grandma, you had the Stadio Olimpico, Pat. Yeah, and then Ewood Park. Yeah, that's a Ewood good one. Park that's a good shout too. Six stadium to go. Blackburn's fans are wild as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Stadio Olimpico would be cool. Another um, one of those like Italian shared stadiums, but yeah. Very, very cool. Also, where the Italian national team goes and plays all their games. So, uh, I was going to do yeah. another pick, but I'm going to segue right into this one with my fourth one. My worst stadium has been on my notes. It was the only other option I had besides Gillette and Yankee Stadium. I'm taking the Stadio Olimpico as the worst stadium, in, in my opinion. It's a concrete fucking bowl that you sit 100 yards from, has a track around it, which is an automatic deduction of points from me. And Liverpool's played there, and I hadn't heard anything good from the Liverpool fans about that stadium. Besides, I mean, it literally is just a concrete fucking bowl. No acoustics. No, like, I don't know. Just actually, stadium-wise, I don't think it's that good. In terms of atmosphere, it might be decent, but... It was on my list. Yeah? Yeah, it's the only one I've been to, so it's on my list. (laughs) Fair enough. I, I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot on the board aside from the two MLS ones, so I think this is the one that stands out to me in Europe. Uh, a lot of the other old ones have, like, character. Like, you could take Goodison, but Goodison has, like, history and shit, so it's kind of like a backhanded pick. But Yeah. Uh, we've all picked our worst now at this point, right? Yep. yep. couple other shouts. Bozdevac Stadium. It is a tiny-ass stadium. Seats 5,175, and it is built on top of a fucking shopping mall. In order to get into the stadium, you have to go through the mall. I don't know Uh, if you guys knew this, Selhurst Park. uh, Selhurst was also on my list. That was the next one I was going to say. I had Selhurst on my list for best atmosphere. Selhurst uh, probably is one of the worst. It has a grocery store in it. Which is pretty fucking garbage. Selhurst, absolute joke. And then I had just architecturally ugly as fuck. Um, South African Stadium uh, Mbatho. Uh, It looks like the architect literally just took these giant squares and layered them on top of each other and created this diamond of diamonds. And it just, it looks god awful. Uh, I'm so sorry if you actually like the look of that stadium couldn't do it and and to be in that part of the world in south africa and have no shade there's no shade anywhere yeah, in that that's part. brutal Ooh, that's tough that's tough um uh, my only other um worst stadium i had on here um was um my winthrop the the the, the soccer field in winthrop <laughs> that would have been a good pick. Which which one? Are we talking about the 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 middle school field? Whichever one we want to talk about, the one that's half of a baseball field, or the one that gets used as a football field when people aren't playing soccer on it, so it's obliterated from metal seats <laughs> in the mud. Either way, two terrible fields. So that would have been a very good pick, Pat. 
I mean, we, we were supposed to be called uh, Lakeville uh, when the town was forming. History lesson for you. Uh, because we have the most per capita ponds and lakes in our area. So we're pretty much just like on a lake no matter where we are. So it's very difficult to get level, level solid land. The fields that Pat is referencing are horrendous. Like I rolled ankles, rocks, you name it. Terrible fields. Fucking awful. They're worse than anything I've ever played on. Um, (laughs) But yeah, those are the honorable mentions. The worst fucking stadiums out there. Uh, And I'll tuck right into my next pick. Uh, I will go non-European. And I'm actually going to stay in America for this one because I think this is just a really cool stadium to talk about and a really cool thing that America actually has going for it. I'm taking the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And I'm taking it because uh, not only do they have one of the highest average attendances in the world, they create a phenomenal atmosphere in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, I just think it's crazy that there is this city that has this stadium in America that is a, it, it feels like soccer and the, the city is really involved with it and they love it. And I, I just wanted to highlight it because I think it's, it's the most important from a growing this sport aspect in, in the country to talk about that, that we have this place that is so well attended and it gets yeah. filled and people in the States just really create this phenomenal atmosphere for this, this great stadium. Um, and you know, it's, it's right here in, in a in a part of the, the world that isn't commonly associated uh, with the sport. That's a, that's a good shout. I, that one was not one I was expecting at all. So, To stick with the non-European vibes, I'm also taking an MLS stadium, and um, I'm taking Audi Field. Um, I think with my relationship, my relationship with Audi Field, so I, when I was in college, I went to D.C. for uh, this big sports business conference. And I was actually able to talk with the architect of Audi Field because there was a lot of front office and sales staff from uh, DC United at the conference. So at one of the roundtables, I was able to talk with him and see what his vision of it was before it was built. And now to be able to see DC United in that stadium and seeing that vision played out is something that's so cool to me that I was able to kind of be a part of behind the scenes and have conversations with the man who designed it um, and, and the staff that are getting to work there day in and day out. Um, just a, I, 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 It holds a little special place in my heart. That's a good story, and you didn't pander to the crowd, bitch. You took something personal, so I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Fuck I, the crowd. So, okay, some big ones that were left off, though. One huge one, the Azteca. Yes. I had that, too. I had that too. That was on my list. But I wanted to talk about America for a little bit. Fair enough. Uh, the the Monumental, uh, where River Plate plays as well, and the Rose Bowl could have been another one, I believe. Is that where the U.S. women won a World Cup? I yeah. might be wrong on yeah. that, but I believe I the Rose right. Bowl has um, had some big games. Yeah, yeah the I LA Coliseum, right? Azteca, 
had the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I also had the Monumental, as those are three of my non... Those were my three, like, picks yeah. for non-European. So, I think the only category we all have left is new. Uh, there's a clear one to me as, like, a pick, but I do think it would be... Pick- it would be great on the graphic for me. Uh, I do think I'm going to stick with a personal pick, though, and I'm going to take the Allianz Field in St. Paul. Uh, stadium I've got to frequent this summer. Was never a big MLS fan, and I have absolutely fell in love with that club. Uh, it embodies everything I think Minneapolis and St. Paul is, uh, especially from an atmosphere fan perspective. Uh, it's just a great place. The Wonderwall. Uh, is kind of bit, became synonymous with the MLS and Minnesota United. Um, and I think it's just a stadium everyone should, you know, get a chance to visit. Like Pat said before, Mitch, um, it's small enough where it's just packed every single game, and that creates a, an atmosphere that's pretty hard to replicate here in America. So that's my choice. Yes. And you know what? I'll see you out there next year, Josh. Yes, sir. It'll happen. I'm. We'll, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. We need to make it happen. Um, Main stand. My new stadium. Uh, I'm going to take a stadium that opened in 2020. I'm going to take the Brentford Community Stadium. That was on my list. I dig it. I think the atmosphere that they create in that stadium is phenomenal. I think it's a really well designed stadium, and I think it is perfect for a club like Brentford. Uh, you think back to the first game of the league season uh, when Brentford beat Arsenal. That that just. That's all I have to say. So listen to that stadium. That's all I have to say. They're phenomenal. That's a really good pick. I had that on my list. I think that was my second choice. Or third. But no spoilers. <laughs> uh, for my new stadium, I have one that uh, we haven't really seen the best of. Um, Al Janoub finished uh, being built in uh, 2019. Uh, making updates to it as we speak for the World Cup coming up in Qatar. I uh, I just picked it honestly because it looks like the underside of a giant humpback whale, <laughs> and I really like it. Uh, but at night when the lights are coming down, you can see the light radiating out through the facility. So it, it the just the views, the pure picturesque views of this stadium is why I picked it. And we're going to be able to experience that this this upcoming year. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, I think the big one we're leaving off the board here. We're probably going to hear fucking hate mail from Austin Farwell, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You're that is a, it's a very nice stadium, I will say. The other two in the MLS were Austin FC and Inter Miami, both with new stadiums, uh, both very you know aesthetically pleasing to Q, look at. Yeah, I had the Q2 on my list uh, because it was inaugurated with a U.S. women's national team game, um, and it's, it is a gorgeous stadium. Yeah, they have yep. some nice TIFOs to too, so uh, credit Yes, for that. they do. And that- also um, the new Wembley Stadium. Ooh, yeah. New Wembley, sick. Um, and then another one that is six years old, not five years old, but fuck off, is the London Stadium. <laughs> is that only six years old? Pretty sure it opened in 2015, or 2016. Wow. That's not a bad one either. There's that... De- I know there's some we left off the board, obviously, with three people. You can only hey, draft so many stadiums. But it's 2012. It's 10 years old. 
Did it really? What Wasn't it open for the Olympics before? Open May 5th, 2012. I'm pretty oh, sure that's where damn. Bolt broke the record for the 100 meters. Did Google lie to me when I was doing my research? It might have. Very well might have. my research. That was a pretty good draft, boys. I'm... I'll run through them one more time for the audience. Uh, I had Anfield, the Maracana, La Bombonera, Stadio Olimpico, and Allianz Field. Pat had Signal Iduna Park, the San Siro, Yankee Stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and the Brentford Community Stadium. Mitch had the Bernabeu, uh, Gillette Stadium, Stamford Bridge, Audi Field, and Al Janoub in Qatar. Good draft, boys. We'll see what the fans think. Uh, who had the best draft? let us know. Let us know who we left off that should have been on there, um, even if we didn't bring them up, or if you agree with any of our picks. Um, this was a fun little mini episode. I wasn't sure what to expect, considering you know I've only been to two football stadiums that aren't actually football stadiums, and uh, I I, I want to go on a stadium tour one of these days. I want to go across the pond and I want to visit as many parks as I possibly can. Maybe we'll start a Patreon and enough people will get on it that we can go ground hopping. Yeah, you know, let's start a GoFundMe for Mitch so he can go to Europe. No, more of you just need to tell your friends about the podcast and make sure they at least listen to Josh's wonderful read about Tinker at the start of their podcast. Monetize the pod and go across the pod. Monetizing it, baby. Monetizing it, baby. We need another fucking sponsorship. Hit hit the DMs if you want to do a a collab, as the kids say. Anything, I'll, I'll add reads to anything. What you got? I'll, no, I'm not going to make that joke, but yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, let us know on the socials, any stadiums we missed, some of your favorite stadiums, some of your least favorite stadiums too. I'd love to hear, you know, put grounds you think around Europe that are fucking shit. Um, this was the main stand, mini-show number three. Peace out. Deuces. Peace.